Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Daily Run, our final episode from our study through Romans, episode number 200. Did I plan it that way? Did I stall to get to 200? No, I really didn't. It just came out perfect. Um, so anyway, hey, we are finishing up with what's probably referred to in most Bibles as the benediction, the last three verses verses 25, 26, and 27 of chapter 16. And man, uh, I hope you've been blessed in getting there. We haven't done kind of a review in a long time, but as we've gone through the book of Romans, you know, I hope that you can can at least um, remember the first, uh, you know, the, the first eight chapters, what those were about, you know, chapter one being that introduction with that great uh, thesis statement, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. And as we talks about how creation testifies of our uh, of our Creator, and he talks about those who um, practice blatant and obvious sin, and and those who approve of those who practice blatant and obvious sin, and then in chapter two he talks about those who uh, can tell that there's right and wrong. You look at the blatant and obvious sinner and go, man, that guy's a sinner, uh, but you who judge are you know, condemn yourself because you know you've done the wrong thing as well. And uh, so there's the the self-righteous. Um, and then there's the super-religious, you know, the the Jews, uh, those who are putting their faith in their, their religious heritage. Um, chapter 3 sums it up uh, that we are all in need of a Savior, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Then chapter 4, you know, we talk about Abraham being justified by faith, that the... Uh, a righteousness that comes apart from the law that we uh, that we see in both David and and Abraham that Paul talks about there, chapter four, uh, chapter five, talking about how we are free from the penalty of sin, and he has that great example if you remember uh, of sin coming in through Adam, so the world sin entering the world through one man, so sin being removed by the one man. Uh, being Jesus. Uh, chapter six, you know, are, you know, should a Christian continue to sin and being free from the, from the power of sin? Um, not, you don't have to do it in that great thing where he says, you know, do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether sin leading to death or obedience leading to righteousness. You know, we've got a choice. We've got a choice as a Christian. We don't have to submit ourselves to the old ways. And, and so then you have chapter seven, and remember he talks about the being freed from the law and the advantage that we have now um, being free from the law. And then chapter eight, talking about being free from the indwelling sin. And and you know I just I love how six and six, seven, and eight how they they or five, six, seven, and eight how you have this. Um, Free from the penalty of sin, free from the power of sin, and free from that. Chapter seven, free, free from that preoccupation with sin. Have I, have I been good enough? Well, it's not about what I do; it's about what Jesus did for me. So then you have, you know, chapter eight, talking about, you know, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and in the spiritual man, um, not the how, but the who. And then the chapters 9, 10, 11, talking about Israel, Israel's past, Israel's present, and Israel's future. And, of course, uh, the gospel going to the Gentiles and God's plan in the midst of that. And then, you, you know, they have that great shift of gears in chapter 12 where we get to the, 
I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, as he talks about Christian living, how how do we how do we live this Christian life? And then in chapter 13, talking about those those difficulties, those challenges in, in as far as uh, submission to the to human government and and you know loving our neighbor and um, then chapter fourteen um, talking about dealing with the weaker brother and and uh, then we move on to chapter fifteen and and you know the bearing of others' burdens and uh, and then of course chapter sixteen is Paul commends those within the church and greets those that he knows there in Rome. And so that leads us to this final few verses in chapter 16. And it's kind of, it can be kind of confusing, but I think it's important to understand what Paul's talking about here. So we're going to have to break this down a little bit. So if we start in verse 25, it says this, Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept since the world began, but now made manifest, and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations, according to the commandment of everlasting God for obedience to the faith, to God alone, wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. So it's kind of a strange meandering sentence, but but really what he's doing is he's finishing with this great praise of God. And so he finishes with these with this this focus on on the who, right? Because it's so much of what the book is about is about um, about Jesus, who the who, uh, and so um, so if we kind of break this down, he says now to him who is able to establish you. Well, the him, of course, he's talking about God. Now to him who is able to establish you, now now then he, he says according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. Well, that's how we are established, right? That's how you become you know solid in your faith. That's where our, where our foundation is in according to the gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. So. Um, so again, this can be kind of confusing. He says, now to him who is able to establish you, now how are you established? According to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. According to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began. So this is kind of where he's saying, look, this is, you're established according to the gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. According to the revelation, now this is the revealing of the mystery, right? The revelation of the mystery um, sometimes we hear that word mystery and we think something that's unknown, but what he's talking about is something that used to be unknown, but has been revealed, our salvation through Jesus Christ. These things that were veiled in the Old Testament that we couldn't see quite clearly. We knew that there were, there, were, there was a Messiah coming, but we didn't see the big picture and how it all worked until it was revealed in Christ and through the scripture. And so he says, you know, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, but now, right, now made manifest, or that word manifest, it just means revealed. Now it's been revealed, and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations. And so, again, he's pointing out that even though this is, a, this is now revealed through the preaching of Christ, it's there in the prophetic scriptures. Now that we see him, once we see the, once we see Jesus, once he comes on the scene, then we see how the Old Testament fits together. We see how those prophetic scriptures spoke of him and the work he would do. And it's kind of that aha thing. You, you may have heard it said that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. 
and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. And I, I've always kind of liked that statement. You know, that the the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. And I think that's what he's saying here. He says, "May no tall nations according to the commandment." of the everlasting God. So it's all according to God's plan, right? It's all according, all this, this intricate planning, all this, these, these things concealed in the, in the prophecies that were then revealed through, through Christ. And also as well through, you know, Paul's teaching here, it's all part of God's ultimate plan, right? And why? Well, then he says for obedience to the faith, all so that we might come to obedience of the faith, that we might believe, that we might repent of our sins and turn to him and become obedient. I mean, that's the Christian life is obedience to God. And then he says this, there's a little hyphen in my Bible. He says, to God alone wise, be be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. You know, the he he finishes up with this great statement of, man, all this, everything I just talked about, all these things, what an amazing God we serve. All these things that he has put in the, that he, he started before the foundation of the world, he put these things into play. And throughout history, these things happening, recorded in the scripture, so that they might be revealed, that we might believe and come to the obedience of the faith. What an awesome thing. And what an awesome God we serve. Well, I hope that blesses you. I hope this series blessed you. And I hope the next one blesses you too. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. I guess that's it. Signing off for the final episode of our Roman through Romans. Talk to you next time. God bless you.